Yeah, we got to do something about that guy on the show who keeps talking about Transformers. It's no good. It's no. leaving some of our listeners out who, you know, not everyone's here for Transformers. I don't know if you heard the air quotes there. Not everyone's here for Transformers. So, you know, no, I'm not the guy on the team who's talking about Transformers all the time. We got to like, I'll leave this out of the recording, which means I'm, I'm putting it in the front of the episode. But we got to we got to we got to cut no, him out. No. We got to cut him out. That guy. I said something that I could get in trouble for. What the fuck's going on down there? Okay, I have I have a little uh, follow up for you from the last time we recorded. Oh, do you? So I really slapped those last two episodes together to get them out because I was okay. tired of them not being done, and I was like, "Let's no, do right. this." Yeah. Uh, anyway, the the last one we recorded. So I've been playing Transformers TCG with a boardy uh, from TFW. No kidding. Mecha Nova King. He hit me up. He's like, "Hey, I got cards. I want to play some Transformers." I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Um, so actually, about about uh, oh, you know, three hours ago, we were playing over at a game store uh, by by College and Spadina. Uh, those of you who might be hearing this, maybe go look it up yourselves. And he's like, hey, so I was just listening to that last episode, and oh, Seth, Seth, he killed me with that bit. And I was like, I was like, what, uh, genuinely, I was like, what bit? He's like, you know, the part where you walked away and, and just told him to keep talking, because he had to go get <laughs> some at the door. And so I was like, in that moment, I then remembered that happened. So, Seth, I've actually never gone to listen to that part, and then when I cut the episode together on the front and back, I forgot that ever happened, so I've still never heard that part. Okay. And I'm wondering if I should just never hear that part? <laughs> or should I go yeah. back and check it? I don't know. He said it was real funny, though, so I want to... Well, now it's all hyped up, so it was... it's, it's not going to seem that funny, because it, it, you've been hyped up. Um... Peak yeah, it could be one of those things that you gold. just never know, but then it also it's not like uh, it's probably not that exciting to like have this thing that you never knew. <laughs> Every time we meet, I'm just like, Seth, I was thinking about the enigma. <laughs> I was thinking about the unknown moment. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> just like, get, get over it. <laughs> My nose is like one inch away from your nose. I'm just pouring sweat. I was thinking about it again. <laughs> That's You're like, I thought I thought you were in Canada. What are you doing here? It's three in the morning. How did you get uh, into my house? <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're lucky my girlfriend didn't let me buy that machete for home defense. <laughs> <laughs> it would have just been part of the art. Well, Seth, welcome to WTF and TFW. Hi. I doing a show yeah that's good i led you in all nice it got you feeling all calm and all calm and relaxed talking about breaking into your house and then we roll into <laughs> some good times here um show yeah seth we got a we got a big topic to talk about here do we and, uh, ever and holy I should... smokes of course 24 hours not even 24 hours after we recorded this all the colored photos of MP44 went up. So think of this as myself and Seth focusing on the financial aspect 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, doing a, 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 a closed envelope podcast before everyone got to see what actually MP44 was. Uh, also, you're welcome. Uh, we were the ones who engaged Murphy's Law this time. Uh, we made the sacrifice, and then Seth found siege toys a day later as well. So you're welcome, Seth. I'm the one who made the sacrifice. I should preface it a bit, because I've been getting onto a bit of a, a chain of telling people how to talk about things. So uh, so you're just being your regular bossy pants kind of self? Basically, yeah. Mr. It, bossy Pants. I went into it in one of the threads, and, and, and it's, it comes from genuine frustrations I have, so it's not really coming from a place of ego so much as a place of just selfish annoyance. So I wanna, I'll, I'll lay it out right in the front before we start talking about MP44, Optimus Prime version 3, uh, that I think it's expensive, and I don't think... Yeah. I don't think you all should just buy it, nor do I think any of you should feel obligated to buy it. And in fact, if you choose not to buy it, you're probably making the right decision. That's the stuff I want to lay out right at the front uh, before I get on my usual chain of yelling about how people talk about expensive Transformers toys. Because I've been, I have, I have noticed a pattern, and also I spent a bunch of today on Twitter, and a bunch of yesterday on Twitter, uh, kind of just griping, griping and grousing, which I found very relaxing and helpful, but... Before we talked about it in vo vocal recordings, I just wanted to lay all that out at the front. Uh, your personal financial situation is what's paramount. And if this is too expensive for you, you probably are just a normal person living a normal life with a normal job. And there's nothing uh, negative to feel about that outside of, you know, whatever your personal situation is. Like, there's no reason, there's, there's no reason you should feel bad about not feeling good about this toy. Uh... And I want to stress that I am not telling you you should uh, be aware of all the inner workings of aftermarkets and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. When I talk about that stuff, I'm, I'm trying to be helpful. I'm just really bad at it. Uh, so with that said, I just want to lay all that out at the front. Because, Seth, this toy is expensive. Yeah, well, I think that if you can't afford it, then you should feel bad. Because you're poor and only rich people are cool. And you got to do things to look like you're a rich person, like buy this, even if it means selling blood or a kidney or a baby or s stealing a bank, like s just rob a whole bank. <laughs> do what you got to do. A whole bank? What about what if it's just a half a bank? A, you're not a real fan if you don't know. If you don't rob or a bank. If you don't have one of these, you're not a real fan. Like, back your truck up to a convenience store that is, like, one of those, like, sketchy-ass ATMs. Don't rob a bank. wrap a chain around it and then peel out and, like, drag oh, do the, the sketchy ATM down the road. <clears throat> There's a whole episode of Breaking Bad about why you should not do that. Well, don't be wired up on meth when you do it. Your, your jilted meth lover will just drop it on your head and, and it will be a mess. Yeah, don't, if you don't. are doing meth, then maybe lay off the meth for a while, and they'll save up the money. <laughs> and you like know, the money if you, you would have been spending on meth, fifty dollars a month from here until August, instead of spending it on meth, you could you could have your own masterpiece, Optimus Prime version three. Seth, I went into this knowing one of two. Basically, there were two options when I started with this. It was either uh, this is the one I was most prepared for. Was you were going to be like, uh, yo, don't whatever that that guy says don't drag me under that bus he's the one who's telling you all how to use your money and then i was going to be all like yeah, that's right seth but if i'm gonna if i'm gonna be destroyed i'm taking everyone with me but then the other 
uh, the other potential was what just happened, where you were going to gallantly uh, try to out-villain me. So <laughs> we've... <laughs> We've uh, we've entered into into this with the right tone, that's for sure. So the only well, thing we know you were lawful evil, I was chaotic evil. Yeah, and you, and you know, chaotic evil is more fun, but but lawful evil is sexy. That's where all the vampires live. It's lawful evil. Yeah. Um, what we know for sure about this toy, the only things or the only thing we know for sure about this toy is that the MSRP it's appears be gray. to be. Yes, they're not painting it. They're just rubbing it in your face. They even cast it in red plastic. It's pretty screwed up what they did. Uh, the only thing we know for sure is that its MSRP is going to be about 50,000 yen, which currently translates to about 440, 450 US dollars. And the thing that I say, which is not meant to make you feel bad, is um, if you pre-order it from Japan, you are probably not going to pay that. You are going to probably have 15 to 20% off that price if you pre-order it from Japan. So bear that in mind. Uh, I said that about MP36. I said that about MP Dinobot. I got MP Dinobot off of Amazon Japan for uh, just over 18,000 yen, which is a lot less than what people were talking about when it was coming out. Um, shipping does cost money. Shipping is also less than $100. I had to have that conversation on Twitter recently. So if you here's the thing. If you like this toy and you're bummed out about the price, I have plenty I can tell you how you can probably get a hold of this thing without paying that price. If you just don't like the price, yeah, and you also, you rob a bank. Don't rob a bank. I have to keep saying that out loud because I think legally if I say that, it's okay for us to keep suggesting people rob banks. Uh, Fly to Japan and steal it from a store. That seems like a really hard thing to get away with <laughs> if you're coming from North America. If you're a poor criminal, it is. If you're a good criminal, Whoa. then you got it handled. So if you don't They don't like have guns in Japan. It's easy. If you don't like the price of this toy, and you also don't really want another Optimus Prime, then when I talk about, you know, how the, here's all the easier ways to get it, like, I'm not telling you to go get it. I'm, I'm mostly saying that for the benefit of folks who are bummed out and would also like to pick the thing up. And, like, when the Amazon link goes up, I'm going to do my best to try to share it so that people who are interested in the thing can get a hold of it if they want to pre-order it for a much better price than if they're going to get it from, like, one of the domestic stores. Uh... And oh my god, Seth, I felt so bad Hi. for all of all of the retailers who had to go out and put up that pre-order today and go on social media and excitedly say, come check out the pre-order for $450. Because those comment sections, like, you could just hear their social media person riveting a steel lid over the top of the comment sections as soon as they <laughs> left that post behind. Uh, and, and I feel bad for them also because, like... Part of my recommendation, if you want to get this thing, is don't go through a domestic retailer because they have to import it, and it will cost more if you want to get from at least from the first run. Uh, yeah, because when we talked about this thing uh, before, when we like were first kind of made aware of it and saw prototype pictures, I was of the opinion of like, yeah, I will most assuredly get this, and then. I, like, check my email, because I still do that, unlike everybody else I know that just has, like, 7,000 unread emails on their phones. I, I check my emails. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, I just check to see how many I have to delete, because none of them are anything I need to ever see. <laughs> like, I just keep, like, notifications on the progress of Kickstarters or shipping um tracking numbers until yeah. i get the thing and then delete um so anyway uh there's an email from big bad toy store that says pre-order uh notification new pre-order check it out 
And I'm like, okay, let's see what this is. It's probably something that like I bought one of once, and it's like, hey, dum dum, you bought that Rocky figure one time. Now we're gonna tell you every oh, time no. there's a Rocky figure. Um, <laughs> uh, except for I never bought a Rocky figure. That I just thought of that as an example. Uh, anyway, so I open it up, and it's the masterpiece Optimus Prime, and I went, oh sweet, that's cool. Um, the, hey. I wasn't expecting it to be $450 or $449.99. Uh, bummer. So Luckily, I can, the one that I have is still cool. <laughs> I can tell you the math that I figured out as to how that price happens. It's math that, in my opinion, it explains it. And it does not, I'll say, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lace everything, Seth, by the way, with like tons and tons of caveats. And I, I hope you don't mind. But. When I explain this equation, that's not me saying, so it's fine. It's just me explaining why I think it costs that much. Because toys, as much as it's easy to say, like, they just want our money, uh, Transformers, typically, there is usually um, a logic to where prices come from. And a Masterpiece toy that costs 50,000 yen is not going to just cost 50,000 yen because they're like, I don't know, make it another 10,000 yen. See if those dumbasses buy it. Uh, So... The way it works is you take the cost of an MP Megatron, MP36 Megatron, and then you add the cost of an incredibly sizable trailer made of lots of large moving parts, and that's how you arrive at that price. It, it, well, and also, you look at the potential accessory list to fill yeah, in It's the ridiculous. Gaps. There, it comes with tons of stuff, and it's like, I'm, I'm reading down this list of, of the accessories. Which are, like, right now what you can call they're they're probably correct but they're still just loose enough that it's like this might yeah. not be it well for the sake of argument let's just say they're correct yeah yeah um oh it comes with a small ball yeah basketball and an energy treasure <laughs> what what's an energy treasure probably oh and a, an energy supply tube probably Great. an ener- probably an energon cube i'm guessing i'm guessing probably um so okay the rocket backpack that prime wore for about 15 frames of animation in one episode yeah and they've included accessories that are like really specific and starscream head and wings from the one time so there is one episode (laughs) the screencast been going around because i mean hell if i could remember and it's one episode where starscream was dressed up like optimus prime and revealed himself by optimus prime lifted his head up and starscreams was underneath so you'll be able to do that with this toy if this list is true (laughs) and you know that that is in line with some of the uh astonishingly specific accessories that masterpiece toys have come with since the shift towards cartoon aesthetic yeah i'm just thinking that once i mean it was already going to be expensive because it was including the trailer and that's just the way it was going to be i if i was joe takara making these decisions with my business partner tony hasbro um i would maybe have the conversation of maybe we cool it on the super like esoteric um accessories and try to knock the price down a little bit and tony hasbro just goes one big line of cocaine no we need the <laughs> that star screen bit you remember remember the star screen part <laughs> if it doesn't have spike carly and spark plug i'm done <laughs> what's the point just flips the table over <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, this this thing like if you're wondering, and then Tommy, what, Tommy, is Tommy, like, Tommy, why did I buy? Like, why did I buy Takara? Why did I do this? Why? Well, he just goes, well, you know, Joe Hasbro's got a point. <laughs> Poor, what was his name? John Takara, Joe Takara, Jim. Sure. Uh, well, it wasn't Joe Hasbro. I forgot what I said. It, it was, was to- Tony Hasbro. Tony, Tony that's Hasbro. Why Tony, that's why I defaulted to Tony Hasbro being the one doing the big line of cocaine. Because Tony is a apologies to the Tonys I know, but like in my head, if you say Tony and someone's got to be the cocaine one, Tony's going to be the cocaine one. Uh, you tell all the Tonys and you're like, Baltan too. If you're listening, all right. I don't mean you. Uh, you just are collateral damage in this broad Tony brush I'm painting with. Uh... So yeah, if you're wondering why, because I've seen straight up the question, why does it cost that much? And like, I feel the answer is straightforward if you remember the MSRP of Masterpiece 36 Megatron is it's one of those plus a trailer and the trailer is not just a hollow box. It probably has tons of moving stuff in it. I would wager the trailer might even have electronics because there were electronics in MP36. No, um <laughs> So I, I I suspect that's why it's, it, it's pushing up to there. Um I did see the suggestion, yo, wouldn't it be nice if they just released, like, a light version that was just Optimus Prime, the robot, with his gun, and the Matrix, and, like, an energy axe, and that's it? And I was like, you've probably just named what all of the color variants for this toy are going to be for the next five years, because that's how it worked with MP10. Is most of, not all, but most of them did not come with the trailer. Like, the Black Convoy version, no trailer. The Bape version, I think both Bape versions, no trailer. Um... So the, there will probably be a trailerless version of this. Yeah, well, that's great if you want some weird ass color scheme. I do. You don't, are you and dissing you don't a, want Optimus Prime? I can't believe I'm hearing this about a bathing ape, a very beloved fashion. It's fashion, right? Label. Uh, I assume. Yes. I think they make shoes. Anyway. Um, the the thing about about this figure is I'm really excited to see how the toy works because I think that the way that they are designing masterpiece official toys that have a cartoon bent has has made for some of the nicest feeling Transformers I've handled in a, in, in ages. They like I love Sunstreaker, I love Megatron, uh, love Inferno, even like Ironhide, um, despite his like kind of weird hips and like. I'm excited to handle this Optimus at some point. I am not paying 450 American dollars, which translates to just under 600 Canadian dollars. Uh, that's why I guess I'm happy that I know all of these other directions that I could, I could look for one if I want to get one on release day. Also, you don't need to get one on release day. Because uh, th- there's a longer description I can give as to how easy it will be to handle this design. Um, or just to have something like this. But I'll do that at the end. Uh, for now, Seth, is there any other... Let's look through this, this success, potential accessory list again here. Uh, small ball. It's listed as, as roller, but also small ball. And I'm kind of like... <laughs> okay, like, they're going to give him... If they are giving Was him... small ball roller's Japanese name? <laughs> maybe. I... <laughs> He's going to have the basketball. Like, there's no way that they're doing all of this nonsense uh, and also not doing the basketball if this nonsense is what's happening. And, and this looks very much like what this thing's accessory loadout would be. Um, there, there was a cool theory that I saw. I don't think it's going to pan out, but I think it sure would change the tone of conversation around this. Because the an unknown item, uh, Shogo Hasui revealed line art. Uh, an interview some time ago about how he really wanted to do a masterpiece huffer that could pull the trailer Mm -hmm. and how he was like hey maybe if we do another optimus prime i'll just roll that huffer in with that whole package what if that's in this 
Like that would be cool. I don't expect it, it is, but it, because that is another thing that happened once for about fifteen frames of animation. Right. With with Huffer being like, Oh, Prime's beat up, I'll pull his trailer for him while we get him back <laughs> to the to tell train to fix. Um so yeah, if that was the case, it would I, I would assume it would be a non transforming orange small truck cab. I guess. And and also I guess it's probably not gonna happen, but until we know, like what a nice little reality I can live in where I'm like, that's the secret. That's if the it secret. was full on masterpiece, Huff, masterpiece Huffer mixed in there, and it it's like on the scale of masterpiece Bumblebee, mm-hmm. then that price all of a sudden becomes a, a decent deal. Yeah, but I don't have any <laughs> thought that that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had this one question that I wanted to deposit to the community. And I do this knowing that this is straight up fishing and this is asking for it, kind of asking to get punched in the face. But one thought I had, right? So we've seen the gray model of this toy now for a couple months, if I recall correctly. And if I recall correctly, a lot of the talk around it was people going like, I don't know if I need that. I already got MP10. You know, "Ah, you know, I see why they'd make it, but I don't know. I don't need it. I'm not saying those specific people are the ones doing this, but I feel like the community voice went from one of, you know, I don't know if I need that's MP10, to like, this is ridiculous, I can't afford that! And, I mean, it's not the first time that would that kind of transition would have happened in the tone of the conversation, but I just noticed it especially with this one, where I, I felt like I missed the part, I, I felt like the part where a lot of people seemed to be lukewarm on this, conceptually, did, does not necessarily tie into the part where people sound really mad about how they can't afford it. I do understand that part of that frustration is tied to the idea that maybe all masterpiece toys are going to be this expensive from the going forward. And that's a whole topic we've, we've touched on before. Although I, I mentioned to someone else, like, I, I would actually be quite astonished if literally every masterpiece figure from this point forward is at least 250 American dollars. Cause I don't think that's actually possible with some of the ones left to do uh, on their, their current list. But, um, I just feel like I missed, I missed a beat somewhere in there. Well, I think we should all do the cool new thing and blame this whole price thing on the boomers. I mean, they probably run Takara Tomy and Hasbro and, um, I already said Takara Tomy. It's the <laughs> And Tomy Takara. Well, so it's, it's also, the, it's also the fault of the boomers for not paying the, the millennials enough. The millennials don't make enough money. Well, no one makes enough money. Fault. Like I, I saw the, the math recently of how much it costs to live in your country compared to how much most people make. And it's like, yeah, that's broken. I mean, it's the same in Toronto. Uh, and then, you know, we had some lovely stuff with our, our, um, what we'll call the premier of Toronto, which is not a real term that shouldn't be a term, but that's the situation we're in. Uh, that'd be like if you had like the governor, uh, what's one city in your, in your state? Um, Fremont. Okay. Fremont. And what's the state level? Who runs a whole state? What's that title again? Is that governor. governor? So what if there was a governor who was basically the governor of Fremont, if you looked at what they do, where it seems like they're supposed to you be the governor. The no, no, but they're a governor, <laughs> but they seem to only focus on Fremont in every single decision they make. That's the situation we got going on over where I am. Um, then I, I got tried to, that. to quickly think of a California city people hadn't heard of. I, I, got, could, I, have, I could have gone. I could have gone smaller. 
You should restraint. I appreciate that. I got into that topic because we talked about living wages, so I, I should steer myself away from there. Oh, um, what, ab- what about Paradise, California? Oh, that's a real city? Used to be. It burned down. <laughs> oh, I feel really actually guilty now. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, that, boy. That's the place where our president called it called it something else <laughs> called it pleasant or something i deeply Said actually apologize for saying oh is that a real place i didn't i did not realize i did not connect that at all yeah i wore i got to wear a mask for almost two weeks because of that fire yeah i feel terrible for you guys which was almost exactly a year after the last big fire but that yeah. only burned down a couple neighborhoods i mean it's at least it's not the same as that Arizona fire news I saw going around where it's like someone oh. exploded a thing and then it, in a yeah. giant brush and then it caused a fire and it's like, well. Yeah. You, you know what is a thing that part of my French assholes do? It, a thing that they do are big elaborate baby gender reveal things. I thought you were just like, going to say a thing assholes do is blow stuff up in the middle of giant dry patches of highly flammable friggin' also the, that. the world. <laughs> but, but the reason for blowing up a thing in the middle of, like, hip-high dry grass is to, as, as a friggin' gender reveal... Yeah. So, like, it was supposed to blow up and then blue smoke flew out, but instead, it was fire! Also, like, let's get on the whole thing where it's like, it's 2018, we're still doing boys or blue girls or pink. Like, I thought we got over it. I thought we got, I mean, we obviously didn't. I obviously don't think that anymore. But, like, friggin', every time I'm reminded of boys or blue girls or pink, I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. I didn't know it was 19 friggin' 80 uh, before me. <laughs> well, I don't, uh, I don't even, I don't even care about that part. But it's just the whole I, like, and, and that part. I like, don't know why we have stuck to make me, a big but... giant deal out of it. No, you have your baby, and then people yeah. go, "Oh, what was your baby?" And then you tell them, "Like, it's like, no, I have to do this giant elaborate what thing." What happens if someone goes to your reveal party? And you're like, look, it's I blew up a, a tree and blue stuff came out. And then someone just starts booing. And they're like, also, I expected pink. Boo. Yeah, having a party is also ridiculous. You're just fishing for more free crap. And because you already had a baby shower. That's already dumb. But now you're going to have a gender party too. Like, get out of here. Get out of here with your dumb baby. I'll just end by saying, also, for crying out loud, don't freaking blow things up in the middle of, like, uh, matchstick brushland. Also, yeah, just don't freaking if... blow things up on your own autonomously. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but if you are, you know, you're just going to get, like, probation and a fine. So, don't worry about it. It's so weird how uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit predicted the cartoon characters just live among us. It's, it's, oh, it's so true. It, it actually is real. So, Seth, I got, I got a, little, a little topper on this MP44 stuff for you. Uh, if anyone's still there with us. Uh, I, got, I got good news for y'all. Okay. What, what, what? Because this whole episode has been nothing but outrage. 
So let's say you really want MP44, and maybe you're mad at the cart. I'm not even going to put the moral part in it, because morals are stupid with toys uh, on a certain degree. Like, feel bad for artists, don't feel bad for corporations. I always say that. I, say, I, call, I go on about that all the time. I'll leave it alone. But look at MP36. Look at the pattern. Of, this, is what I, this is the thing I'm trying to encourage, because that's the root of my frustration is a lack of recognition of a pattern that, like, you don't all have to recognize it, but, like, so, someone should recognize it. So... Uh, this particular pattern is new, but MP36 comes out. I expect there's already a bounty on the CAD files for MP44, if not already those CAD files in someone's possession. What with the other thing I'll talk about. Um, if you if you think this is way too expensive, oh, I can't believe it. Like It's probably going to get knocked off. It's probably going to get knocked off badly, and then shortly after a bunch of people buy that, it's going to get luxury knocked off like MP36 did twice. Uh, with THF yeah. Dynastron and Infinite Transformations, whatever it was called. And so, they'll probably fix whatever was wrong with the official version. <laughs> as long as they they stole the CAD files, that is probably the case. If they did not manage to steal the CAD files, that's less of a likely situation. Uh, I don't know if whoever would be in charge of this would have maybe secured up those CAD files more in light of... And, and we don't know that MP36's CAD files were stolen, but I was telling someone today, like, at this point, so much lines up with that reality that until I am told otherwise, I'm just going to assume that's what happened. Um, so that's, that's one thing. And, and I'll caveat this with like, there's, there's one thing that really irritates me in a discussion thread. It's someone, it's a reveal of a new toy like this. And one of the replies being like, can't wait for the knockoff. Cause it's like, listen, like get the knockoff. If you want to, if you want, I'm not even gonna say if you got it, if you want to, but like, Thumping your chest about how you're going to get the knockoff. Like, that's that's a real uh, grimy hill to die on. Speaking of someone who bought both of the Megatron ones and who likes them, like, dying on that hill proudly is like... It's like dying on the hill of, like, I don't buy any third party. Or, like, I only buy third party to show Hasbro who's boss. Like, those are dumb hills to die on. Uh, you're just buying toys. None of those companies care. So, that's one option. Here's the other one, uh, which has already come up in the thread, because these two companies are very smart. One of them is Magic Square. Uh, I forgot the name of the other one. They both, about a month or three ago, revealed very cartoon-leaning, very anime-accurate, masterpiece-alike, third-party Optimus Primes. Um... Almost as though maybe they were aware of this price beforehand, which, if they were, to me, lends credence to the notion that maybe someone's also already tracking down the CAD files. So, I've already seen it in the thread. I've seen it on Twitter. People saying, I could buy both third-party Masterpiece 44 competition pieces for less than the price of Masterpiece 44. You know, almost as though maybe <laughs> those two companies maybe had created those products to occupy a space where people don't want to spend 450 US if they're just buying it right away on release day on this piece, but still like the idea of this piece. It's almost as though... The person who's out there saying, I could buy both third-party ones for less than the cost of this. It's almost as though maybe they they were calculating to ensure the scenario where someone starts yelling about that. I'm not saying that person's that person isn't involved. That person is just part of one of the gears in the machine. So, if you're not satisfied with MP10 and you do want an anime-styled, masterpiece-styled Optimus Prime, there are two coming out, probably before MP44, and for less than half the cost of it apiece. So... So buy them both and almost spend as much. Yeah, show them. Show Takara Tomi who's his boss. Stick it to the man. <laughs> so, so what okay, I'm saying is, wait. okay, my plan 
to yeah. go and steal one from Japan, scrap that. <laughs> because that's that's a crime. Don't you're stealing from people that are just doing their jobs. This is what you do. You wait until the the knockoffs come out and then you, you go to China and steal it steal the knockoff then you're like robin then, hood yeah then you're just, you're stealing from other thieves right so nobody gets hurt you've cracked the cycle this is morally sound there's no yeah, argument uh, that could no possibly one gets hurt get nope. no one gets hurt except yeah. for you when the triad catches you or maybe the get, if, you, if you had to like club someone in the back of the head with a fish you know like in hitman 2 to get into the building to, to swipe it um and the, here's my cherry on top also also, also, if you feel priced out by all of this, Siege Optimus Prime's robot mode is basically this toy's robot mode, but smaller and a little bit simpler. Siege Optimus Prime is going for the same robot mode model. But it doesn't have the prestige. So if you don't care about the prestige and you want something that's more affordable, I feel prestige. like Siege Optimus Prime is a valid option. If you're if you're industrious, it's been proven you can remove the battle damage paint from them and that you can uh, knock a thing out to remove the, the thing on top of the vehicle mode, what has all the dumb-looking alien parts. Uh, if you don't want to do all that, you could probably pay someone to do it because it's it's Q-tip and, a, and, a, and some alcohol. Or, given how easy all that stuff appears to be, and given how there's probably going to be a market to do this on that toy in light of MP44, uh, wait a year because someone's probably going to do add-on parts to further Jawanify that highly G1-robot-moded toy that just recently came out. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say here is another thing that, makes me frustrated and it's completely selfish it's not justifiable frustration it's just frustration that i have and it is the root of my yelling is it's not even like this is the only one you can get leaving out the part where its name involves the quote version three it's also there are two unofficial toys literally designed to be cheaper alternatives this toy is gonna get knocked off like every single masterpiece toy does uh, not just knocked off, but knocked off and modified. And there's a mainline toy that does the same robot mode. So, like, I get I, I get the frustration conceptually. I do. I'm not going to be so, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not going to be so purposefully dense as to pretend like the, the frustration is, is rootless. Because it's completely rooted. And, in fact, I share a great deal of it. But... It's like you you have the world of options at your fingertips here, especially if you don't think about having to have this in August 2019. So, like, it's all fine, you know? <laughs> That's where I'm coming from. Okay. Why are people like the Kardashians and the Jenner kids famous? Is it because they're talented and they produce things of value for the world? or art or something no it's because they're rich and you see how rich they are by them having expensive things you are never going to keep up with the kardashians if you buy siege optimus prime or knockoff optimus prime you're only going to be a good person of value in america if you buy the full price expensive optimus I, I live in i'm a canadian i live in i live in canada you're not exempt oh no <laughs> canada is america junior it always has been always will be 
When when you started that opening sentence, I genuinely thought you were about to say, do you know why the Kardashian kids and the Jenner kids are mad about Masterpiece Optimus Prime? I genuinely thought that was the direction you were about to go in, and I was like, what no, is he are, about to are, say? No, they are mad about it, okay. that it's not even more expensive. Oh, damn to be it. even more prestigious. Damn it. Do you or, think Chloe Kardashian wants name? a cheap Optimus Prime? Isn't her name Kim Kardashian? There's a bunch of them. Okay. Right. And one of them is named Chloe. So with a K? I I think they're all with a K. Okay, good. I think that was their gimmick. I mean... Or their dad's gimmick. It worked for Ed Boon, and if it's good enough for Ed Boon, it's good enough for anyone. You know. There, there was a thing a couple weeks ago where, like, the Bellas from the wrestling TV show... We're like challenging the Kardashians to a, a to a tag wrestling match. I saw that, That's, and yeah, and and I thought it, it would be great if three of the sisters were in like a three person tag team, and once all their names start with K, their tag team name could be the K K K. -K. <laughs> oh boy! Now we, this podcast just got tagged. You know they got algorithms for that. We're, uh, You're an algorithm. Oh no! I was my my reaction was like, you should get Naya in on that so that someone can just legit like <laughs> introduce the the Kardashian pack to actual like physical distress. Yeah, if Naya Jax is involved, then <laughs> it's not like an actual hit job where you're going out to damage these the Kardashian yeah, people. You just know Naya some, just does that. You know, she some just, horrific accident Naya will happen. Just wrecks people. <laughs> You you know some like Naya doesn't even mean to do it. You just know some horrific accidents no. going to happen, and <laughs> you know this is about if you let a bull loose in a china shop and some dishes get broken, it's not because the bull had some malice against the the dishes. That, just, that things happen. That thing of like reaching out to the frigging Kardashians, going like, "Come on our sh on our show." I was talking to to a mutual of ours. We'll call him Stan uh, about this at TFCon over pizza uh, while we were waiting for our flights. And <laughs> let's call it pizza. <laughs> uh, well, th this is the point I made to him. This is, by the way, folks. I am tangenting hard here, but I promise this will be short. Uh, the thing that frustrates me about the, the McMahon Dynasty WWE Corporation right now is they still have billions of dollars. And it always seems like they're not satisfied until no. they have cubillions of dollars. And I'm like, do you know how good a product they could make if they would take their own head out of their rectum and be satisfied and then focus inwards. Like, how good their stuff could be you, if you they... You could say that about any corporation. Absolutely. But theirs in <laughs> particular is based on producing one kind of entertainment. And as much as they want to do a, bi a billion other things, and uh, I, know, have, I know Vince. I know Vince. You make you movies. Have you not seen Camp WWE? Uh, yeah, I, you make movies. I know. <laughs> why would I watch... You got Santino. Why would I watch that comedy movie? Uh... They could do so much by, well, I mean, this involves Vince McMahon being put into a tube or something like, you know, but <laughs> like a <what>? hyperloop. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> for a little Elon while. Elon Musk builds a hyperloop just to put Vince McMahon in. He gets in with him. him off. They're like, we're going to go, we're going to go find Bitcoin, not the currency the the plane of existence or whatever. But like if they, if they took all of their riches, stopped making 
movies and other dumb stuff nobody really likes and just did the thing that they're good at doing but with lots of money behind it oh it would be such a better situation anyway that's my little thing i promise that tangent is over uh sorry so well, just to add a little bit to it so the daughter one stephanie um she was quoted recently as saying that uh, she thinks there's no reason why the WWE can't be on the same level as Disney. Yeah, it's it's a shame that it turns out that she's completely insane like her dad. I didn't <laughs> think that she was, but that statement is not there is that is an indefensible statement to make. It's like you won't. Sorry. And also you're pretty you could be pretty good at doing that one thing people want you to do. Uh <laughs> Right, MP44, that one thing people want you to do, not be expensive. Not come with a small ball. <laughs> no one wants small ball. Sorry, Roller. Actually, people getting the movie Devastator want two small balls. Uh, well, no, we want to conjoin small balls that transform into... We, we got fan art of it in the thread, actually. It was really good. Uh-oh. Um, I, uh, damn it, I don't have the name. I'm going to go look up that name, actually. While we Why switched. don't you look up the name? What? <laughs> Is, is there a knock at your door? There is no. I'm here. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Talk to the people again. <laughs> I don't know what you did. Uh, I don't remember what episode it was, but we we had it was the one before this. The well, <laughs> two before this. My my bad editing practice has left that a very strange statement to follow up on the two before this. Well, look at the number and then uh, minus two. I thought he posted it on the boards, but I don't remember anymore. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm going to look, too, because I know numbers. All right. Well, there's one and, where we talked about Devastator's testicles. It would have been from November, and uh, and there was some very good fan art from done. November. I am. It's, it's in uh, the oh. thread for episode 535. I just found, I found it, it yeah. in seconds. After you I gave scrolled, up, do you know like what happened? Coward. I scrolled straight past it to the bottom of that thread, said to myself in my head, "Nope, it's not here," and then moved on. Uh, so there it is, Testicular by Mecha Gojira, three K on the boards, fantastic art. I love it. That's that's everything I wanted right there. A little double sperm monster with a cyclops eye. Um, holy crap! How do we get to talking about testicles? I forgot. Small, Small ball. Balls. Small ball. Right. Uh, anyway, that's our little MP44 update. Hope that uh, wasn't too bad. Um, and, uh, hey, you know, we haven't seen him in color. We haven't seen how he works. And, like, I don't mean to be Nostradamus about this, but, like, come uh, October 2019, none of you are going to remember this conversation. <laughs> so, I, you know, enjoy it while it's happening. You know, I'm just all I all I am speaking to is the cycle. I just watched a gentleman named Alex Navarro play through Mass Effect One, and it reminded me of cycles. And uh, we're in one again. We that we've been in, I think, three or four other times in the last five years. So, uh, welcome back, Seth, to the cycle. Primitive creature of flesh and sinew. You, I am a nation. We are a nation to you, pitiful things. How do you like my sovereign impersonation? Uh, it's pretty, pretty okay. Okay, thanks. What's the next topic of outrage? Let's keep going. Next up, keep the hate train rolling. G one. We hate Transformer. 
live action movies and G1. What do you have to say about it? Uh, <laughs> I can't keep that up. That actually kind of hurts. Uh, the featurette came out recently about the G1 designs in the Bumblebee movie. I did not watch the featurette because I'm going to see the movie in about a week and a half. So I'm kind of done watching clips of it. I already have a ticket bought for an advanced screening. I'm seeing it on the weekend of December the 7th, which I believe... No, December the 8th. I'm seeing it December the 8th. I better go double-check my ticket. I'm seeing it December the 8th. Um, So I haven't watched the featurette. I just looked at the stills. But we get to see a design photo of the very G1 Optimus Prime that is in the film. Uh, We also get to see some stills of uh, the G1 scenes. Apparently they've modified the Starscream-looking Seeker to have even more of Starscream's color schemes. Apparently he's gained more of a face and gained blue forearms to look even more like Starscream. Um, We can also see in the side of some shots RC, Cliffjumper, Wheeljack, Ironhide, and Ratchet, uh, which have all been circled in red in the screen caps on the front page news item if you scroll down a little bit. And uh, so this is our first really good look at this new live-action movie Optimus Prime, who's very G1-oriented. And I, the, the fight that happened about this one is that, like, uh, it's, it's, it looks good. It looks, it looks really good. Um, and, and it is what is getting a lot more people excited about the movie than previous live-action movie design. The thing people pointed out that I, I actually kind of agree with is that, like, this design's good, but, like, it's kind of, like, equal to live-action movie Prime in some respects. Not necessarily categorically better. Uh... Mostly coming from some of his proportions. Live-action movie Optimus Prime actually has kind of badass proportions. This one has the proportions of a dude. Um, which I kind of like in the upper body. It's in the lower body where, it, like, to me anyway, his legs just look kind of skinny to me. That's all. <laughs> uh, Josh Burcham uh, of IDW fame and other fames, but that's that's the fame I guess we'll say because it's a Transformers podcast. Also, Samurai Jack fame um, did a Photoshop where he kind of just beefed up the lower legs a little bit, tweaked some of the proportions to be a bit more super robot-y, and I thought it looked really cool because I like super robots. Uh, but then I was looking at this, and I was also like, someone should Photoshop this to have even skinnier legs. Um, and I got a real good Photoshop I'm going to go dig up. Uh, that said, though, I think it's a really good-looking design. Uh, I, I think the legs are kind of funky. I think that movie one, op- or movie one, two, and three, Optimus's legs were also funky. Uh, movie four, five, Optimus is the best movie design in my opinion. Uh, it just hits everything um, aesthetically, silhouette-wise. He's got evil seraphim wings made out of exhaust pipes. I just love it. This one's also really good. Um, and- Has anyone photoshopped it to put Kylo Ren's bare chest on him? No. On Optimus Prime. They, they should have, do that. They have not done that they yet. They should. Prime Swallow. We're putting it out there. We're putting it out there. Um, Seth, I'm going to send you a link now to a tweet from Swede Robot Fish. Oh, boy. Uh, the tweet reads, I regret... I love Swedish fish. The tweet reads, I regret everything and nothing at the same time. Uh, and it is in response to my request to Photoshop oh, yes. this movie Optimus's legs yes, to be yes. skinnier. I saw that. All right. That's good. pretty good. I like this Photoshop a lot. It's actually, I yeah, think, my favorite thing good. this week. Is it? Is it going to be the picture for the episode? If it isn't, then the I actually picture. failed to edit this episode. If it isn't the picture this week. That is a failure on my part if I did not do that. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part about this picture is that the feet are pointing the wrong direction to the angle of the upper body. 
No, it's a dynamic pose. <laughs> They're actually pointing in the opposite direction. It's dynamic. In He's a twisted. In a borderline Liefeldian decision that makes me really happy to see. Uh, anyway, Seth, how, how do you oh, feel? If it was Liefeldian, there'd be the, no, no feed. The panel would have cut off at the ankles. <laughs> the Twitter, the Twitter preview cuts off at the ankles. Funnily <laughs> enough. <laughs> Uh, Seth, how you feeling about this Optimus? How you feeling about these these little screen caps of this G one looking stuff? Look, I I felt uh, pretty fine about the Optimus until everyone started getting upset about the legs, and then I got upset too. So oh. I agree with everyone. This is this is a terrible Optimus, and we're all very upset. Oh, there's no. a lot of outrage. I think it's okay. We I think need it, Michael Bay back. I think it's okay. I think this Optimus is okay. I, I don't think we need. I think we need Michael. Well, Bay. I thought it was okay too, but then everyone got. Upset about the legs. I know, but I got to take the opposite and opinion here. It so, convinced like, me. You're putting can, me. I was convinced. You're making me have to be the one who likes it. We could swap if you really want to. Like I, I can. No, I'm in outrage mode now. I'm all worked up. Um, I'm all worked up. I oh news coming in. The, now people are mad that people don't like it. People are mad in a way that results in them liking it with a double negative somehow. Okay. I couldn't okay. figure out all the logic. I was, I'm kind of leaving that up to you. I admit. <laughs> well, of all these designs, and I'm, I'm dropping the <laughs> the false outrage, and this is coming from the heart. It's coming from the heart. It's hard to maintain these um, characters. I don't know how wrestlers do it. Of all these, well, they're talented. Mm. Um, of all of these uh, things, um, is that girl wearing a a uh, hot dog on a stick uniform. I, That's amazing. I oh, I didn't even look. Yeah, they closed the hot dog on a stick at the Santa Rosa Mall, and it really bummed me out. It was extremely expensive corn dogs. But I was just listening uh, to uh, the like giant place. bombcast talk about what you're now talking about. That is blowing my mind. Oh, uh, was Jeff upset that they closed the hot dog on a stick? He was kind of mad and said it was replaced with a dumb cheesesteak place because he was telling the New York people who are in town. But the dumb cheesesteak about... place was already there. Is it a new dumb cheesesteak place? I I don't I I think I don't remember. They started they they confused because... Abby and they made Abby think that it wasn't corn dogs that it was just bare hot dogs on a stick and she was like that's disgusting <laughs> and. <laughs> That'd be great if it was just boiled hot dogs, the worst hot dog. <laughs> On a stick. Just yeah, limply like it's, it's all wet still, <laughs> dripping down your hand. <laughs> no, but at the it's the Mrs. Fields cookies, the orange Julius, hot dog on a stick, the great steak, um the I forget what it's called, like hibachi son or something. It's like, okay, what Panda Express is the Chinese food, yeah. this place is the Japanese food. I vaguely recall in Pasadena Botcons at that convention center, there was like a hibachi something. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Then there's a big window, and then there's what used to be the Burger King. Now it's some other burger thing. And then coming around the other side, then you got your Panda Express... And next to that, you got your Sapporo pizza, which is to Italian food, what Panda Express is to Chinese food. And then you got uh, a Subway sandwiches. 
And then you have a, a place that does uh, sells watches. <laughs> Doesn't have a name. That's the name of the place. It's called the place that sells watches. They thought and it was then a, next to that is a GNC. They thought it was an acronym, but it wasn't. <laughs> Do you need to know anything else? But this is all on the second floor. No, I don't even know how we got on the. I, like, <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Other than her uniform is from the place with the wieners on sticks that are not Yeah, unshod. hot dog on a stick is really good, but it was always, like, crazy expensive. But they made fresh lemonade, and lemonade was really good. They said that on the podcast. They quite crushed their own lemons or something. Yeah, like, they have a big bucket on the floor, and they put all the lemons in there. <laughs> and then there's, like, it. a stick with a big stompy <laughs> thing. Well, and then they smash it up and down. And they smash it up and down. And, um... The, all the creep, creepy dudes sit at the tables near the hot dog on the stick to watch the teenage girls making the lemonade. All you that, don't want to sit at the tables close to the hot dog on a stick because those are the creepy dude tables. Is that going to be a scene in this? No, wait, we don't have. You want to be a row back? We have a no, different Michael director. Bay's not doing yeah, we have this a different one. Director. Oh right. my god, we just figured out what the Michael Bay scene was going to be before. Yeah, it would have been <laughs> Megan Fox making lem- lemonade in slow motion. The big greasy stick. Uh, they also did fried cheese on a stick. Oh man, that was good. Seth, I know he's not in here, but what with all these characters being 1984 characters? And someone said Where this before. Where is Sparkplug? You know how this is the Bumblebee movie, right? Yeah, so it should have Chip. So someone was saying, and I was like, "Oh, this would this, Seth would be chuffed at this." They're like, oh. I, they were like, "I hope this movie does well, so we can have the Minibot cinematic universe really open up and have the sequels yeah. just be called Huffer and yeah. uh, and and Pipes and etc. Gears. Gears. It, can you imagine uh, a lone? Character focused Huffer movie. I sure can. It's too beautiful. <laughs> I heard the tear. I heard the tear hit the desk. Too beautiful. <laughs> um, I I think this scene looks pretty cool. The the fact that they tweaked that star scream is making me feel like, hey, maybe when I go see it, it will maybe look a bit less video gamey than it did in that first trailer. If they're going back and doing these touch ups and refinements, maybe they're running a few more renders. Um, and I don't mean video gamey as like some kind of big like backhand to it. It's just like I feel like a lot of this stuff that happened in a smaller space of time than the rest of the film, which I've talked about before. And and you know the the quality of that scene was high, but also looked like something that was a younger piece of footage. Yeah, I just had a realization. I I just named all of the eateries in the Santa Rosa Mall food court. In order of their layout, mm-hmm. I've been to the Santa Rosa Mall maybe once this whole year. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't know. I didn't want to say anything, but like you listing them all off, I was like, "Oh, that's like me and Chinese toy companies." Where I'm like, "Why do I know all of this? Why can I say I, I, yeah. off the top of my head?" Oh, that's the Infinite Transformation uh, MP36 knockoff, which is very similar to THF Dynastrons, who was a little bit more metallic, maybe not quite as nicely made, but also up there as far as luxury KOs. Why do I know all this? 
Like, I was able to correct someone when they said, oh, I'm sure Wei Zhang will make a knockoff like they did with MP36. And I was like, oh, well, no, <laughs> but Wei Zhang didn't do a knockoff of MP36. The, their Mega Master was very MP36 in appearance. Actually, it was more of a, an original design that was uh, somewhat undersold by its being marketed as a, an MP36 upscale. And I was like, I don't even own it. Why, why do I know this? Why am I, why am I correcting people on which knockoff company made it? I don't know. That's my life. That's why. Um, Sat, you see that shot where Optimus is jumping? right after yeah that. people did the side by side that is uh that is based on the shot where he jumps in transformers the movie <laughs> he's got the same leg up he's pointing the gun down the same way okay <laughs> it's important it's based on the time he jumped <laughs> uh twitter fan uh megatron super fan tan he retweeted that with the phrase he jump <laughs> i was like good <laughs> yep he does <laughs> that's the best reaction to that photo collage <laughs> some uh, photoshop frog legs on him not yet frogs jump i got my creepy naked skin legs on him who's gonna put the frog <laughs> legs on him for me next uh I, re- I really like the decision they made even though i think it's not as dynamic as i'd have liked it's an interesting take to see an Optimus Prime G1 piece of imagery kind of laid over top of a more human shape and not necessarily a heroic one, but just like a person. Um, I can't wait to see it in motion on the big screen. That's what I'll say. So once this is the Transformers Outrage cast, yeah, uh, I'm curious. I have not seen this uh, form of outrage All right. uh, in relation to these G Weiner designs in the movie. Whoa. But... But there's got to be at least one person that grew up on the Transformer movies that is mad uh, that the designs are getting crudded up with G1. There are several, actually. Uh, okay, cool. And, and I, kind of, I got their back on a few certain talking points. Because the, the one thing I found frustrating when the trailer came out... <laughs> Strangely, all of those talking points are incredibly racist. <laughs> it's weird. Like I <laughs> wasn't even my upbringing. I, I have good parents, but I, uh, the 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 thing the thing when that trailer came out and everyone's going gaga over these designs, justfully so. It, it feels like people are treating these designs like this is why the movie's going to be good, and it's like that. No, it they're is. not. They're not. They're not what? why the movie's going to be good. Oh. The, if the movie's good, it's because the director did a good job outside of this scene. If he did a good job with the scene, that's great. But this is not going to make the movie good, and and. So that's a Ryan Johnson. I okay. I will Ryan Johnson. About hope. I know you're listening. So uh, keep listening. The the this movie's going to be good if the director does a good job. And I like these designs a lot. I, I'm tickled to see them. I'm I was I was gasping when I saw Shockwave in that trailer. It that was the effect it was supposed to have. I feel like this stuff uh, is starting to take away from the rest of the movie. The, the 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 way it's being not even the attention it's getting not the way it's being presented just the way I see conversations happening uh, it's like no one's talking about chatter and dropkick and I think they look better than all these designs uh, so I kind of get that also the the other place where people are getting kind of impatient with everyone going this, uh, this is what the movie should always have been etc which they they should have always been this as far as the characters actually having like structure but. There's been, there's been a lot of people who are like, hey, listen, they're not great, but like, I grew up watching those movies and like, you know, they're, they're not great, but like, they're not horrific designs and it's kind of sucks how y'all are sort of peeing on them now that they're dead. And I don't disagree with that 
notion. I can, I even though I don't well, want to say it's not that I don't disagree. I I can I can understand where that notion's coming from, and I feel that's a valid notion to have of like. You know, you grew up on something, and then all the people who grew up on the one before it are like, "Yeah, now it's more like ours," and it, it, you know, it's, it's it's a way to to create this weird division in the fandom that is like unnecessary at this point. What with literally everyone getting catered to, uh, like hand over fist, as I think the saying goes. Yeah, but no one is getting hype about chatter and drop down kick because nobody knows. Who they are. Angela Bassett is one of them. She's, and, she's a character in and of herself. And nobody cares. Because uh, they're wrong. they don't have history. Those characters don't have history. These characters have a nostalgia. And that trumps everything. That tr- Nostalgia trumps originality. Sequels trump uh, a, n- whatever a non-sequel is. Uh, <laughs> What are, I don't even I haven't even seen a, something that wasn't in some way a sequel. All the Marvel movies are sequels to Iron Man, all of them. It's just the way it is, and that is an adaption of a pre-existing property. So there's nothing original there. Ha! My favorite part. And they make a billion dollars. So everyone sees these G1 characters and they get hype because they go, "Yeah, Optimus Prime. Yeah, Sound Tape. All my favorite characters are in this." My favorite part is when you get going on a roll, but then that little stumble happens where you're like non non sequels. I don't, I can't tell you. This is my taste for comedy. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> I needed to throw that in there. <laughs> but I mean, just to answer your question, like yes, there there has been the oh my god, will you all friggin' stop liking these things via dunking on the thing that is over. Uh, I have seen it, and uh, the folks are saying it. A lot of them, I actually really empathize with where they're coming from. Um, I like these designs a lot. I like. I, I like that we're getting these. I think it's it's a neat thing to see. I'm happy that it's happening at least once. Uh, and, and I also don't like. I I don't feel like you need to go like these are so much better than those last ones. You can just like these too. You know. Um, that's kind of that's generally where I orient myself with stuff that I'm into media wise and hobby wise is I, I generally prefer talking about why I like things than why uh, something else is bad, um, which makes it hard for me to fit in on the internet, obviously. But I, obviously. I, I do my best, you know. Well, I hope you enjoy Shimmer and Drop Down, uh, Shatter and Drop Kick, whatever. I do. They're think, already irrelevant. I do think those are some pretty good. I got the name wrong. Names though, <laughs> Shimmer and Drop. Shimmer is actually there's no transformer called Shimmer, and I would be down for one. Uh, and there never should be. Oh no, especially this one. Seth is just like I just don't want you to get what you want. <laughs> uh, well, I'm getting what I want, Seth, because we got a listener question, and we're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Fine, bring it on. <laughs> I, I just—I'm not afraid of you. Tore the desk open and slammed a revolver on the table with one bullet in it. Uh, <laughs> Listener question from Prime Studio: Hello, all ambiguous podcaster peoples. First, at which point in your lives did you cross over from having child's playthings to oh crap, I'm one of the unclean collectors of things? Was it a certain toy or event in your life? Uh, I'll just caveat: you don't actually have to be unclean. Um, just pat myself on the back a little bit. I think I, I clean up pretty well, actually. 
<laughs> oh, delicious. Uh, hi, Zeth. What's up? Hi. Uh, when did you turn into a collector? When did you stop being a kid and become a... a, a, a oh, I was trying to put adult and kid together. It doesn't really go. It doesn't really go. Kidult. When did you become a kid? A kidult. Well, I suppose I, I I was thinking about this. I read this question before we started recording, and I began thinking about it. Uh, I never really stopped collecting things. They just weren't always toys. Um, so when I wasn't collecting toys, I was like collecting Warhammer miniatures. And before I was collecting that, I was collecting like the the what star what were those Star Wars ships? The fleet force uh, fleet <laughs> did were there there were pretty nice renditions of the different spaceships. I keep wanting to say Eagle Moss because Eagle Moss is that company that does all the ships now, but that's not what you're talking about. No, this was like a long time ago. Yeah. Before that. Nobody heard of Eagle Eagle Moss was the shimmer and drop down of <laughs> Of toy companies. Beagle Moth was the shimmer and drop down. <laughs> yes. There. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah. And then like before that, it was something else. And then I was starting to lose interest in, in the Warhammer because I didn't have anybody to play with anymore. Um, and like I bought a an armor core figure because I thought it looked cool. And then I was like, I'm going to just collect some <clears throat> random robot toys and have like a cool little collection of robot toys oh check it out i'll get this sound wave off of ebay i never had a sound wave before and there's a oh what's this car robots transformer these look kind of amazing this is what transformers are now i'll get them and then i found tfw and then i was like i guess i'm a transformer person and it just kept going from there i like young seth who says i'll get them <laughs> Yeah. Um, Don't make fun of my accent. I'm not. I'm this, saying I like it. What I'm that's my real voice. <laughs> I'm saying this, I like uh, it. This that I'm doing now is a character. <laughs> it always has been. Uh, my 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 moment is I spent a long time thinking, no, I'm just a kid, I buy toys. And then, you know, time went on. It's like, no, no, I'm a kid, I'm in grade school, I'm just buying toys. And it was during a high school band trip when I was at a comic store buying a Beast Machines Stegosaur from Beast Wars Neo, whose name I forgot. Um, Saberback? Anyway, I oh, no. I realized while I was buying him, and I had this one figure on my high school band trip, uh, I was like, I think I'm turn into a toy collector, because I still kind of like these. Like, I never I never stopped buying toys. It's just that at one point, I, I sat there going, like, I think I'm collecting these instead of just buying these now. And that's, I think, where it started. Because uh, also, that's around 2000, 2001. 1999 is when I started to go on on uh, the internet, look up... Well, actually, 1997 is when I got on the internet. Uh, but 99, original era, TFW 2005 is when I, I got into the fandom. Uh, and even then, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm a collector. I just like Transformers. I'm a kid. I'm 14. I'm just buying toys. Um, sometime between 14 and 15, 16, I just sort of coagulated my way from... I buy toys to I collect toys. And, you know, there, there was never really, a, I guess, a moment. That band trip, I always recall, because that was when, that's when I, I publicly bought a toy and someone saw it. Uh, and I was like, oh, no, now they know my secret. And then no one cared. 
And I was like, all right, well, well popular the media taught me people would care. The difference between buying toys because you're a kid and you play with toys and buying toys because you're a collector is when you're buying them as a collector, uh, you take them home and you put them in a big bin and you never look at them again. That's right. <laughs> the crossover moment is the first time you say, ah, this seems like it was made for kids. That's your big crossover moment. That's right, I got real with all of you. Second question from Prime Studio. Uh, you have created a time-hopping Deus Ex Machina character to save the multiverse of Transformers. Who is this hero of old? And what Transformers reality is he or her from? And what different Transformers reality does he or she save? Extra point to Vangelis if he does not say Superlink. As always, thank you uh, for the superior podcast that filled the void, Prime Studio. Listen, Prime St- I don't need your friggin' extra point charity, all right? So I'm just... Super Link! I'm gonna say Super... I don't need your extra point. I don't need your charity. I'm getting... I'm getting my fine. I have plenty of points. Listen. Hear all those points? Shuffling around? I don't need... I don't need an extra free point. It's outrageous. Boss of me? Uh, Seth, what about you? Who would... What, what TF continuity would you want to save? Who would do it? Well, I would save, uh, um, um, what's the one that came after Beast Wars? Beast Machines. I would say Beast Machines and my hero traveling the multiverse to do the job is Machine Wars Soundwave. That should be pretty cool, that dude showing up. Yeah, Machine War Soundwave saves Beast Machines. Machine Machine Wars, Beast Machines combine into Beast Machine Wars. Oh, no. And nobody's happy about it. Machine War Soundwave shows up when the writers first meet to start writing season one of Beast Machines. And he just goes like, listen... I brought the video cassettes. Just go watch Beast Wars before you write this. They're not going to care for season two. Just watch Beast Wars before you write this. Oh, and when they come together and and fuse, that creates a new ping of the timeline that shoots off. And in this new timeline, because Beast... No, Machine Wars... uh, I'm getting their cross crossing over it's the Mm. uh, thing um the machine wars was a kb exclusive Ah! and now machine wars is so important and popular that company that said we own kb now we're gonna open up stores in time for christmas and didn't that was last christmas oh my god (laughs) and they did in this alternate universe mandela effect universe where now there's KBs from sea to shining sea, and there's peace on earth, and everyone's got clean water and foods, good food, not like just like porridge, but like cool stuff like hamburgers and nachos, and it's all good. And the lettuce isn't poison. I got an email. There's no lettuce recalls. I got an email from one of the local grocery stores specifically saying we've bought lettuce from this state don't worry it's not poisoned 
Oh, then it wasn't from California because that's where the poison lettuce came from. Yep. California. So my girlfriend's uh, sister was at the store uh, in line purchasing groceries when their mother sent her a text saying, I just saw a thing on the news. All the lettuce is deadly poison. Burn the lettuce. And she had salad in her basket and she went, ah, I don't want poison lettuce. I'm going to leave the grocery line and put this back on the shelf. And when she got to the shelf where the lettuce was, all the lettuce was gone. It came to life. No, between, between when she picked it off the shelf and came back, they had cleared the store of lettuce. All the lettuce was uh, burned. That deadly strain of E. coli was so powerful, the lettuce came to life and got up. And it now lives in your sewer system, biding its time for its terrible revenge. Yeah, when it's going to sneak back into Chipotle. And, and no one will notice. everyone with burritos. It'll actually die again. when it gets to the Chipotle food. It'll go like, oh no, I thought I was powerful. And then it just shrivels. All the E. coli no, there dies. Was a, there was a thing a couple years ago where all, everyone got sick at Chipotle. That's what I and mean. Not just like, and not normal, not normal sick, but E. coli sick. God. Yeah, so this E. coli tries to integrate into Chipotle's and then just gets devoured by whatever the hell is in Chipotle's now. Its hubris is this undoing. Other E. coli. <laughs> my my actual Stronger, choice that I'll do for this because I want the I just I don't want the bonus point, but I'll play your I'll play your game. Is the Stunticons from Rid 2015 with the really cool speed line transformation combination sequences and stuff? The really cool characters who were kind of wasted in that show. They are going to go to the Machinima universe, Combiner Wars, and they're going to fix it by actually combining and making everyone go like, oh, wow, when we actually do cool stuff, our show is better. And then it will be a better show because it will actually be exciting with uh, characters that are not flat cutouts and voice direction that makes use of the talent rather than leaving the talent to try to pull something out of the... um, typewriter knuckle smashed uh scraps of paper that they were having to act off of um that's what i would save and that's who would save it the rid stunticons menasaur saving the machinima continuity okay remember when hasbro did that last gobots thing where it was like just the final indignity of the gobots name where they made like the big big baby toy <laughs> the go go gobots yeah so the Go-Go Gobots, they travel the multiverse to save Rescue Bots from being canceled. And it Rescue Bots goes on and on, and it passes SpongeBob, and, and there's more years, and then it passes the Simpsons, and it just goes forever. Oh, what if, though? Okay, that happens, right? The Go-Go Gobots do it, but they lose their lives in the process. And what they did was so, it was like a secret, it was a secret mission. (laughs) It was like a secret suicide mission. And so like Rescue Bots continues in memoriam and we have the Go-Go Gobots to thank for it, except no one ever knew. No one ever knew. They gave their lives in secret. So the Rescue Bots may continue. Wow. Yeah. So selfless of them. That's really wonderful. I should write the movies. Uh, well, thank you for your listener we're question. All, we're already taking over Star Wars. Don't spread yourself so thin. Hey, I'm a fountain of I- I'm like a fountain of youth, but of ideas that are also immortal. 
They just don't stop flowing out of me like a constant stream. Something I was going towards a pee joke. I couldn't finish it. But uh, thank you for your listener question, Prime Studio. Seth. Hi. Let's talk about what we got this week. Okay. This is going to be quick. Uh, hey, Seth. What? Um, Seth, what uh, Transformers did you... None. Per, what? No. Okay. <laughs> Not yet. I'm still, like, waiting for Siege to happen. Apparently it's happening. No, I'm not around here. Yeah. Yeah. Um Well, I talked about I talked about my tarn last time. Mm-hmm. Um trying to I don't think I actually found any new transformers since then. Uh Siege mm. is out in my town, but it's out it's it's Optimus and Megatron, even the two I'm really excited about. But it's out at Toys Toys Toys, where they want fifty Canadian dollars for each of them, which is above retail. And I'm trying to hold out for Siege to try to catch it on below retail. So I did not pitch, p- pick up either of those from <laughs> Toys, Toys, Toys. <laughs> hey. Hey! Hey, grow up! Yeah. Uh, told it's the them. Popo. Told them. Um, so I, I, I could have picked them up, but I did not want to spend 50 Canadian plus tax on each one because they're Wave 1 Voyagers. And I, I don't want to regret buying them before I've even left the store. So, uh, I did not do that. Um, however, Siege is going to come out here, and if it comes out, it's probably going to hit Electronics Boutique as well, and if it does hit there, I'm going to get 10% off, no matter what happens. So, uh, you know, polishing my lapel as I say all that. Um, I thought I would have Masterpiece uh, Corden and Masterpiece Movie Volkswagen uh, Bumblebee by now, but they are uh, still in the mail. Um the mail. Well, what I'll say is, by, by the way, because people, I think people have been curious about this. What with us having a postal strike, rotating postal strike of late, uh, is honestly has not really been that bad. Like my mail's been slowed down, but I've had international packages come in. They've been maybe one to six days slower, you know, depending which one it was. Uh, and it's not that bad. Like like the way our postal strike's been reported has been. It's been reported as though some nebulous villain made of a union and postal workers has been both abusing the the, the hardworking corporation, the Canada Crown Corporation, Canada Post, and and the beleaguered Canadian government. Uh, Haven't they been? N- no, uh, they're they're asking for uh, like basically worker right type stuff that is not been engaged with whatsoever, and now the government is going like we're going to legislate you back to work, and like I don't mean to bring all that stuff up, but. Uh, <laughs> all I'm saying is I, I went to look at the reporting on all this stuff because I shared a link and someone said that link was kind of biased and I was like yeah I went and looked and a lot of the links about this are pretty biased against uh, the, the actual postal workers which is a shame because a lot of the ones in my area of late have been really cool people especially during the strike. Um, the postal worker at my building has been working like double time whenever he, this rotating strike is not in town and has like an assistant, uh, helping him work double time. Um, so, and, and he's very accommodating to me, uh, with all my nonsense that comes in. So, you know, I like my postal worker. I, I, I take their side in this. Uh, anyway, there, I said it. I take the side of the postal workers. Government Hi. employees. 
God. Well, this thing, the, our our situation is somewhat unique, uh, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> and I've already gone far too deep into the you can't talk about this on the message board stuff today. So, uh, by the way, you can't talk about that on the message board. But um, yeah, Seth, let's go off topic because we haven't done that at all uh, this episode. <laughs> and uh, talk about the non transformer stuff that we got this week. Seth, did you get any non transformer stuff this week? Uh, not really. I got one. Oh boy, I got one miniature. Right. So my D and D character died. Okay. Whoa. Um, well, put we the had character a big sheet long, down. Put it down. We had a right, we had it. a big long. We had a big long gap from the last time we played. Took a break. Came back first session it's supposed to be a year later the characters have been off doing their own thing they come back together oh my gosh ambush fight i'm dead gone i spent a year doing my own thing but it's real good to see you guys again oh what's this ruffians oh i'm dead yep i died so now i need a new character ah so I'm looking for a miniature because uh, it's going to be, um, well, yeah, that happened. But then uh, I'm also going to be doing a short other game. The, this is a, the miniature I got. I just remember is for the other game, not the main game. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to make a wood elf monk. And I came up with this cool backstory that I think is cool. Maybe everyone else thinks it's lame. I don't know. I'm not telling you it right now. Well, it would take too long. But anyway, so I forget what the weapon's called. Um, but the weapon that he's going to fight with, because he's a Kensai monk, which uh, use weapons. Yeah. Uh, they're not just karate men. Um, it's described as being like a, about a three-foot handle with a large leaf-shaped blade. Um, I, I think it might, like the real-world equivalent, I think may have been developed in africa um so i'm looking for a a mini that would represent this fairly well and there's barely any specifically wood elf miniatures i'm even looking at like games workshop because i'm like well i know that's an army in warhammer so maybe there's just like a ton of minis so it used to be Uh, game workshop is not supporting the wood elves for schniz right now that's so there's no options the, the wood elves are dead I guess so. They, they, in the age of Sigmar, the elves have unified into one elven race, and then also a race of disfigured fish elves. Nice. Um, lore. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like googling like what elf miniature. Um, so I came across a Game Workshop one from the past, um, which means it's not going to be cheap. So. Like unpainted copies of this miniature I was seeing were between fifty and eighty dollars, <throat> and I was like, "That's too many dollars." And then I'm looking on eBay, and there was somebody selling a painted one for twenty. And I'm like, "Yeah, all right, I'll just repaint it." And then it showed up, and it's like, "This paint job is really good." <laughs> I think I'm just going to keep it as it is. Yeah. But it was just weird that like one with 
a pretty nice paint job. Like not not mind blowing, not like radically better or about on the same skill level as I I would have done. Um, would be so much cheaper than an unpainted version. It's it's literally like unless it is uh you know golden demon winner tier, uh which then costs a lot more. Uh, it then costs less because people are like, well, I'd have to go through all the work of stripping the paint. Um, and yeah, sometimes you see those ones that are painted on sale where I'm like, this isn't, a, I'd feel bad stripping this paint job. Truth be told, like it looks okay. Which then makes me not want to buy it because I'm like, well, I want one. I want one for myself. I, but I don't want to strip this paint job. I got to find one that looks worse. Yeah, I did see a worse one that was selling for more. Ah! <laughs> and like it was like really worse it was like it was bad um so that's all i got all right i got one game workshop wood elf i i did some black friday weekend uh browsing uh but it was there was nothing i didn't get anything like super notable i, I just got some stuff for the table topping i've been doing like I got, I got some Transformers card boosters. I got, uh, I got some some Warhammer Kill Team stuff, um, but nothing like you know, nothing mind blowing. Uh, and I haven't really done anything with any of it yet because that was just like just under a week ago, and I, I haven't really, I haven't hobbied much other than playing Transformers TCG uh, with uh, with Mechanova King and. Uh, uh, podcast supporter uh and and uh and uh, i think at least twice uh co-host uh random underscore factor um good game by the way transformers tcg i should mention mechanova king actually shout out even though this is an off topic this i guess is technically on topic whatever it's our podcast we can do whatever we want um mechanova king uh hooked me up with the last uncommon character card i needed so i got me my thundercracker so thank you mechanova king uh, Mechanova King's also been playing the game with me a whole bunch and helping me tweak some decks, and it, that's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, getting to do some deck building in a fresh game with uh, with a decent, I guess you'd call it meta, and uh, getting to to play test some decks. Um, it's been a good time. I'm um, looking forward to hopefully it packs unplugged, which I think is this coming weekend, uh, if I recall correctly. Maybe I'm wrong, but it packs unplugged, which is soon. Uh, it sounds like they might be revealing some news, and I'm, I'm fingers crossed that, that news might be like, and Wave Two comes out in like March or something. Um, hopefully sooner, but you know, I'm still waiting for the Canadian release proper. But one of the shops here imported some of the game, and it's a little bit expensive because they had to import it. But uh, it's been fun, like grabbing a pack or two. I, we tried the uh, the two booster versus two booster uh, turbo sealed format, and that was actually pretty fun. Um, if you're in the states or in in the UK or Australia, I think or Malaysia, all the places that have the game, where your boosters are not super expensive, uh, it's not not a bad format to play. It's it's pretty fun. Um, and hey, you, you can even play it for free if you have a friend who's getting their booster box and you can convince them to let you guys play 15 games of two versus two sealed. Um, I guess it'd be half of 15 if it's two. Anyway, whatever. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like, like it's weird. I did, I did Black Friday stuff, but none of it was like super shocking. Um, 
And I got some new figures. I just haven't actually had the time to sit down and mess with them all that much. Except one of them I just realized I didn't talk about. Uh, a podcast compatriot and should be a host on this sometime. I gotta, I gotta record supplemental with them or something. But uh, a load of hoopla uh, hooked me up with a good deal on... Because uh, uh, he, he was getting one. And it was like a, it was a package deal thingy. Um, the Nendoroid Kirby with Robobot. Uh, which is like Nendoroid Kirby, which is the best Nendoroid ever made, uh, with his Robobot, which is a robot for him to ride in. Uh, I think Kirby is better than the Robobot. The Robobot's main problem, it's, it's, it's really nice looking. It's, it's pretty well articulated. Its joints, though, are not built to be joints. They're more like this stuff pegs together solidly, but as you move it, the pegs will start to like loosen and come undone and you can fix it by just squeezing it. It's, it's mostly the shoulders. If I'm being honest, like the, the legs are fine, but the shoulders are, are pretty bad about kind of coming apart while you're posing it. You have to kind of hold them together. Um, it's impressive looking though. And, uh, and Nendoroid Kirby is always a joy because he's like a magnet ball with the, uh, with magneted on limbs who actually feels like what Kirby would feel like in real life. Uh, it's the best way I can describe them. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, I don't, I don't dip my, I don't dip myself into Nendo all that often, but when yeah, I, like you're a Kirby master, you know what Kirby f- feel like. Yeah. Like you're going around feeling Kirby's all the time. If I could go around Mr. F- Kirby hands. Hey, Hey, <laughs> how'd you know they call me that? Uh, everybody knows. Yeah, that's right. Well, I tell them, um, Nendo Kirby is, is fantastic. Uh, if you if you think Kirby's neat whatsoever, you should you probably already have a Nendo Kirby. But if you don't, you should track one down. I think there's a couple now. Uh, they also sell the Robobot suit by itself without a Kirby. But I honestly don't know why you would do that. Like even if you already have Kirby, why would you not just get another Kirby to ride your Robobot? Uh, Robobot's also pretty fun to say. Uh, oh, I also got um. I got some of that Acid Rain B25 stuff. Mostly stuff I think people who are into that already know about. That's the the two inch scale Acid Rain line. Uh, I finally got one of their uh, their laurels, the just like mech suit. Uh, that thing is really cool at B25 scale. And I got the Stealth Chapel. That's the uh, the kind of tank uh, truck thing that can turn into a little mobile HQ with extending armor plated walls that come out of the back. It is a very cool little piece. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's really cool to see in physical because the G.I. Joe scale chapel that never ended up coming out was one of the very first things that we ever saw out of Acid Rain out alongside the Stronghold. Um, and then finally, I got an SH Fig Arts Common Rider Cronus because that is a good suit and I like the Exade Fig Arts. Uh, my Mandarake Fig Arts purchases, that being one of the two, those have been kind of lost in the mail, but those were also unregistered Sal shipping. So, you know, I kind of asked for it. Um Cronus eventually showed up, so now I'm just waiting for Common uh, Rider Genmu level 1 billion, uh, who will hopefully show up sometime in the next few weeks. Uh, and that's my what I got this week. Seth! Hi, no, what? Hello? We did it! Yay! We got through the most outrageous episode of WTFTFW. Outrage! We made it! <laughs> we might have lost people along the way, I don't know, we'll find out. But, uh... We didn't need them anyway. Whoa! Cold! I didn't know you were going to be the cold one. I thought I was going to be... Oh, you know, chaotic evil? Lawful evil? Anyway. I am the cold. I do... Oh, Jesus. All right. Um, well, Seth, uh, thank you for coming by. 
thank you sure. for for sharing yeah. in the evil with me. And uh, yeah. we'll be back again with some more Transformers talk. Um, like, hey, guess what? Now, now what? we are we are shortly going to see um, actual pre order listings go up for MP44. Not just North American retailers acting on all these very likely good uh, pieces of information, but the actual out of Japan pre orders. They're probably right on the cusp. And then after that happens, you know what happens next? Magazine scans. And you know what happens after that? Magazine scans that show how the transformation works because there's a new generations book coming out. And what happens after that? Color test shot photos out of magazines. We are in for a nine month cycle of MP44 news. What if, what if it's all a swerve and, uh, MP swerve? $450. What if it was all a scam and it's actually like, a hundred and fifty dollars. Then I'll get mad because there's no prestige in it. No, yeah. How am I gonna roll with um uh, um the um uh uh them? How am I gonna roll with them if I don't have the most expensive masterpiece toy? Yeah, I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into the club. The, that the exclusive one. club the, MVP section. The exclusive if club. If I step, if I step out of my Lambo, and I don't have an expensive masterpiece Optimus Prime version three hanging around my neck from a gold chain. Holy crap! He got the gold chain version. That was a Takara Tomy, not Mall. That was a Takara Tomy Mansion exclusive. Yeah. How did he do it? He must be better than me. Exactly. That's what they'll say. And that's how society works. Whoa. Dark. Dark turn here on WTF and TFW. Will the light return? We'll find out next week. Uh, but until then, uh, please check out our uh, TFCon stuff, which is finally going up. Um, if you want to relive the, the like beginning of November and end of October, I guess. Uh, here in our third installment of that, which will hopefully be out by the time you're hearing this. If not, it's about to come out. Where you can hear Aaron shortly after he completely turned against a third party toy he bought in the dealer room at the last minute uh unique toys day and night that was pretty funny to watch uh i felt bad for aaron but it was also pretty funny to watch um either way we'll talk to you all later and uh and and please stay safe bye